This is not really what you'd expect from a conference stage. First of all, it's colorful. I'm talking real colorful. The backdrop of the stage shows these typical Tbilisi houses with their balconies and some other landmarks of the city, like the mother of Georgia. Then the chairs. They are far comfier. They're not really conference chairs. They're rather the kind you don't want to get up after you sit in them once. The kind you just want to sit in and finish the good book you're reading right now. There are plants and flowers. And there is a lamb the kind you would see in someone's living room. It all feels homey somehow. Like you can really invite your neighbors over for a cup of coffee or kachapuri. That's my colleague, Julie. She's at the Impact in the Neighborhood conference in Tbilisi, Georgia. I couldn't attend myself, but I asked Julie to take along a microphone and tell us what she saw, what she heard, what she experienced. Talk to people. Ask them what they think our listeners need to hear. What resulted is this special episode. And I can't think of a better way to bring this season of Impact People to a close. We started this podcast with the idea of talking to the people who make impact happen. Our first episodes focused on people in the Eastern Partnership countries through AVPA's Collaborate for Impact program. But the idea was always bigger than that. It was about opening the door to more voices. This is what more voices sound like. parents understood the benefits of playing with their child, health outcomes would dramatically increase. After seven years of supporting social entrepreneurs, Build Palestine prepares to launch a $1 million impact fund. Put your ego aside, make connections, break silos, and collaborate for the greater good. Spark has been empowering young people to rebuild their futures in fragile countries for over 25 years. The EU is helping social entrepreneurs of the MENA region through a 10 million euro program. Collaborate for Impact enables social economy to thrive in Eastern partnership countries. Alphanor, the first venture philanthropy in the Arab world, proudly empowering enterprise for social change since 2004. Empowering education, healthcare and humanitarian initiatives to make a positive impact. Come join us. One and a half million dollars raised in just one and a half years by 10,000 supporters. Join the community of committed doers on rearmenia.com. Our waste is our responsibility and we should treat it properly. And Park Arminde is here to help. Uh, social entrepreneurship under the measles. 55 businesses received financial support up to 10,000 euros from USVF. The voices you just heard were from a workshop on storytelling. It was led by my boss, Dragon, Bisan, the CEO and co-founder of Build Palestine, who has a podcast of her own, actually, Lighter Impact. I'm pretty excited about it. And Valerie from the Ukrainian Social Venture Fund. Also in the workshop was Anna from Pioneer's Post, who wrote a fantastic follow-up article about impact in the neighborhood. 
I'm going to post a link in the show notes. In the workshop activity, we asked people to tell us about their impact in under 15 words. That's challenging. But to me, there's something that comes alive through brevity, summing it all up. At the heart of storytelling is connecting to someone else who you've never met before. Sometimes you got to make that connection pretty fast. Connection. That was a major aim of impact in the neighborhood. That meant bringing together people who might not have gotten together otherwise. Changemakers from the Middle East and North Africa came together with those from the Eastern Partnership countries. That includes those we spotlighted on this podcast already. Ukraine, Azerbaijan, Moldova, Armenia. There was a significant EU delegation at Impact in the Neighborhood. And to paraphrase Anna's article on the subject, one representative said that in a way the European Commission itself is an impact investor. I really like that. And all the while, Georgia's impact people not only hosted, but got the spotlight as well. The conference was co-organized with the Center for Strategic Research and Development of Georgia, an organization that's been instrumental in supporting social entrepreneurship in the country. Attendees got a chance to meet the people behind these enterprises during site visits and a pitching session as well. We all came together. But I've noticed that everyone in the impact space came from somewhere else. There's always a time before focusing on people and planet, an inspiration that clicked and brought you here. That's something we ask people about. How did you come to the impact space? Are you all day running around with exactly. the thing in your hand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, what is your way into impact? Like, how did you come to the impact space? Wow. How did I get into the impact space? I, I came in with uh, basically the launch of our first social impact bond in the Netherlands. So 10 years ago, I joined the innovation team of the bank. And people in the bank thought, hey, was this crazy thing about social entrepreneurship or impact investing, should we do something with the bank? And I was very lucky to have a colleague who's now my co-founder, Ruben, uh, uh, who was very um, enthusiastic about that idea. So we burst into the scene with all sorts of new ideas around uh, supporting social enterprises, but then the social impact bond was a real first trademark uh, launch of something in the Netherlands, and we've been going with that ever since. What's your way into the impact space? I got inspired by Good Deed Foundation uh, 19 years ago. So Good Deed Foundation was a year old at the time. I randomly saw the ad in the newspaper. They are looking for a person to work for them. And I was working at the, pri- I was working at the private sector at the time. And I, I thought that I, I don't want to maybe go work for Good Deed Foundation 19 years ago, but I, I thought that uh, I can maybe volunteer as a, with my professional skills as I was working at KPMG in consulting uh, at the time. And I, I went to them, I got to know the people, it was super inspiring and I, I started my uh, first project as a professional volunteer uh, to 
developed good the foundation strategy. So it was 19 years ago, and at the time Arthur actually met uh, with Doug Miller. Arthur is the founder of Good Deed Foundation, so he had met with Doug Miller or to researching sort of the net, so what is happening in the sort of NGO scene, sort of what are the new ideas, terms, and, um, and so there was a lot of things happening at that specific moment, so I, I actually volunteered for Good Deed Foundation for 10 years, and then nine years ago I joined uh, as a full-time member. And we had done the venture philanthropy approach, uh, matchmaking uh, enterprises and uh, uh, private individuals uh, capital with uh, the social enterprises. And then it had been like a long-standing uh, dream of Good Deed Foundation to make, um, to start uh, a venture philanthropy fund. And this is something that I, I got to carry out uh, six years ago, so to bring it, bring it to life. So it, 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 it's quite a long story, but now uh, for, for, for uh, soon for six years we have been working with the first Good Deed Impact Fund and, and five years with the Good Deed Education Fund, so it's, it has been a great, uh, great time. <laughs> now, as I mentioned, people came to Impact in the neighborhood from dozens of countries. These people have lots of goals in common, yes. But we wanted to know the state of impact in their countries, and also their wishes and dreams. Starting with Georgia. I'm Salome from Social Enterprise Alliance, and uh, my strong wish for um, impact space in Georgia would be um, to have more socially-minded and impact-minded people around us in our society, uh, especially from private sector and also like from public sector who realize why social entrepreneurship and the development of social economy is important for the country and especially for Georgia where we have like quite many uh, problems <laughs> um, and so my, my wish would be uh, to have more uh, socially minded and impact oriented people. Thank you so much for your question. Um, in terms of uh, neighborhood and what it takes to be a good neighbor, um, it's very important, first of all, to understand um, the context of the market, of the neighborhood, um, the context of the different countries and the regions as well, because they're all very different. Um, they all have sort of different challenges, but at the same time, there are a lot of commonalities across the market. So it starts by identifying um, the market, um, identifying what the challenges are, what the gaps are also, and then um, trying to see together and um, address what would be the common problems and also to challenge each other and to discuss why you have problems that you think might be a bit peculiar or particular to your country, um, share ideas with other people and, you know, get to hear their thought of you, get to hear from their experience how they think we can address those challenges. What I wish uh, for the impact sector in my country is that every organization, uh, whether is it a public one, uh, an enterprise or uh, an NGO, uh, that it, it has to be impact-driven, that the impact is what drives uh, the strategy of the organizations. Hello, my name is Orhan and I'm representing the Organization of Education Hub. So we are also the local partner of the Collaborate for Impact and I'm also responsible for the communication within the Collaborate for Impact within the Azerbaijan. So within this event, I would say it was a great privilege to attend this event in order to see the other people, the impact investors, the impact fund founders and 
And we, as uh, the Collaborate for Impact partner, we are also on the stage of uh, discussing the setting the impact fund in Azerbaijan, the first impact fund in Azerbaijan. And we also came here with the Azerbaijani delegation, so they're also interested in. And yesterday we had a great discussion with our team. And after coming back to our country, we are also planning to organize the meeting in order to discuss about setting the new impact fund. I think it also fostered to change the people's mind on the impact investment and to also collaborate with the new people to learn from their experiences and that's it. Okay, so my name is Asil Far. I'm the financial coordinator at Build Palestine, a not-for-profit company that mobilizes people in the crowd, um, whether in, in Palestine or in the diaspora, to um, to be the change and to make the change they want to see and the, to create the Palestine they also want uh, to see. Um, this is our first... Um, we're in the process of establishing our first impact fund. We're very excited to be partners with the EVPA program. Um, they, they have have been um, a huge help in guiding us uh, towards creating an impact fund. Um, I think we are in a phase where we really need the impact fund to support um, uh, a lot of promising and uh, amazing and brilliant Palestinian social uh, entrepreneurs in Palestine. And I think this is the time where we need to invest in skills and in people um, to really um, see the change on the ground. If I think about the things that aren't working, the biggest challenge is employment. The biggest challenge is that people need to put food on their table, they need to feed their children, and currently there's too much dependency. And then why that challenge is, is because of the Israeli occupation, right? The context that's always important is it's not, it never was a country that suffered from poverty like other countries around the world, is that there is a military occupation, a restriction of borders, a uh, monetary agreement mm -hmm. that also severely affects the purchasing power mm -hmm. of Palestinians. Um, but I guess the, 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 the biggest thing that everyone hopes for is to live a dignified life. Yeah. And to be able to do that, yeah. they need to put food on the table. Yeah. We wanted to know what makes a good impact neighbor. This was impact in the neighborhood, after all. So the, if the question is, uh, how can we be good neighbors. Uh, I think uh, I have a beautiful story for, for for explaining how can we be good neighbors. So right after our first impact fund was registered in 2018, uh, I got a the message from uh, the fund manager of EIF that hey Elamir, that's your turn. Uh, Right now, you have to you, you reach this position. You can deploy the the, the the money. That's 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 the that's the real work. Let's do it. But never forget. Right now, you have a chance to share your knowledge for other other newcomers who want to join the the impact ecosystem, who want to build up impact funds. So right now, let's go to Croatia, meet with Renata, and help her to build up feels good capital. And I think that is that is one of the most beautiful European knowledge sharing model. And and I'm really I'm really blessed that I can be a part of this whole game and I would have a chance to to go to Renata to 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 meet with her and previously I had a chance to meet with all of the fantastic impact participants, impact friends, impact lovers. So 
if the question is how can we good neighbors that share the knowledge what we have and build up together a beautiful impact ecosystem to make our economy healthier. I think what makes a good neighbor is the responsibility, not only about your own territory, but also about the uh, neighbors. Because and anyway, you have some common space together, and uh, you need to have respect and responsibility to take care of this common space. Being a good neighbor means that you need to listen to your neighbors. You need to, like, we know, we know everyone has really good intentions, but you have to make sure that you're, you're delivering on your intentions. And to do that, you have to trust the people on the ground, talk to them, engage with them, and give them the power of decision. So you, your role is more of an enabler than a controller, and this is really important. And I know it gets hard with the monitoring and, and making sure that you want to make a good impact, but finding the right partners on the ground, the trusted ones, and interacting with them and trusting them with their interventions is the best way to make impact in their own countries. So a good impact neighbor is an, is an impact neighbor who uh, was uh, lucky enough to set up uh, an impact e ecosystem in uh, his country or her country and uh, who remembers very well the difficulties uh, that uh, he or she has been going through while doing it with all of the members and uh, who is therefore very, very will willing to help uh, the neighbors in their efforts uh, to do so. I think it is uh, important to see and to understand and to have in mind that we all have the same goal, uh, that uh, we want our communities to be well and uh, fulfilled and satisfied and to have a better quality of life for members of our communities. So maybe it is uh, important to have it in mind and to uh, negotiate and to discuss and to make conversation around this topic and to see how we can collaborate better how can we uh, reach this goal better and quicker and faster uh, my answer would be uh, to be a good impact neighbor you should be fueled with passion towards your mission uh, so in that way you will be able to contribute from the bottom of your heart and not considering it as a job rather than it's something that uh, you're working deep from the heart so you, uh, you'll be able to make a truly lasting impact. Okay, so there's a reason I couldn't be a good neighbor myself. Couldn't come to impact in the neighborhood. Travel hasn't been possible for me for the last couple of months. That's due to a back injury. It's been pretty painful. I can hear it, actually, when I listen to the old episodes, my voice when I was in pain. Finally, it seems like it's over. And that means I hope to connect in person with a lot of our listeners at Impact Week in Torino and elsewhere. In other words, I'll be back. Back with a new season of Impact People. This time focusing on the Middle East and North Africa, our Impact Together project. You already heard from some of these people in this very episode, but there's a lot more to come. But okay, my injury, what does this mean? Well, I just want to point out that this podcast has kept me going through some dark times lately. 
it's the kind of work I love to do. And sometimes doing it took away the pain. I'm feeling grateful for that. So today, I want to give an extra special thanks to everyone who made this podcast happen. That's all the guests who volunteered their time to talk, my colleagues who believed in this project and supported it, Dragon, Julie, Roberta, and Nate and Alon who edit the episodes, make the music. Thank you, neighbors. <laughs>